all you fifth quarter mains out there, and welcome to the fifth quarter podcast, episode 13. 13! <laughs> Titled, I Have a Dream. Oh, Time. Proudly brought to you by Podcast Central and Survival First Aid Kits, which we will hear more about later on. I am, of course, the escaping with a win Essendonian Ben, joined as always by the one win at a time West Coaster Brent. Hello. And the forgetting how to win Frio fan Nathan. Ahoy. Uh, last week's tipping saw a clear leader in myself and Vergona with eight, and everyone else getting around sixes and sevens. Uh, Vergona is now outright overall leader with 54, followed by Raj on 51, then myself and Nathan on 50. And Brent is quite literally milled here on 42. The answer to everything. Uh, but uh, if, uh, obviously if you want to do join in on the footy tipping, by all means do so. Uh, it's probably too late, but you might catch me. Yeah, that's, that's, an, that, yeah, that's, a, that's an achievement in and of itself. <laughs> Um, you can go to tipping.fifthquarterpodcast.com uh, and uh, join our tipping competition there. Uh, but we'll move straight into our heroes and villains this week. And um, who wants to start? Do you want to go, big fella? Yeah, I'll go. So, I'll start with my villain this week because it's, it's a pretty short one. Um, <clears throat> I was trying to find someone that wasn't the AFL or the umpires again. So I went with a sort of, I'll say it's pretty minor because it was only a small thing that happened, but my villain this week is Nathan Vardy. Um, the reason for that is he got absolutely monstered all day by Max Gorn. He had the ultimate revenge on him after last year, getting tagged out of last year's prelim, essentially. Yeah. Vardy, I think, did two things for the game that I saw. One was pinching a handball off someone and dishing it off for a pretty good goal assist. And the second one was after Liam Ryan's goal of this century. Oh, yeah. He came up and just pushed Max Gorn back down to the ground and gave him a spray. Now, given that Gorn had been all over him all day and Vardy had done nothing, I thought that was a bit a bit cheap, to be honest. And, um, yeah, so it was like a minor thing, but sort of annoyed <laughs> me at the time. And it's just sort of like... I think you sort of have to deserve the right in a game to oh, yeah, yeah. ruffle yeah. someone's hair or you know give him a bit of give him a bit of stick and yeah. go on and just had his way with him the whole game. Yeah, and, that's, that's and it was one thing to to point to the scoreboard yeah. or to your team's performance, but if you're getting towed up, I don't think you can really hold your head up. And, and he didn't yeah. even do anything. I was about to say Ryan he was the one that took the. Yeah, mark. Yeah, I was just yeah, about yeah. to say the exact same thing. He didn't take the mark. Ryan took the mark, but Vardy decided, oh yeah, no, I'll get in on this action. <laughs> yeah. like, no, no, yeah. you don't deserve it. Uh, my my hero is probably just as as simple as my villain. It was um as much as I loathe to have another Collingwood player. That's my hero. <laughs> it's um Jaden Stevenson for bringing back the barrel from. Oh. A, it was probably 70, 70 out and the ball went about 80 metres. Yeah. It wasn't even a very good barrel. No. And it went 80 metres. We've so seen some, does a barrel some... need to be good in order for it? Like, it need to be, you know... It doesn't need on, to be... On, no, that's what I mean. Point in order that's to what return. I mean. It wasn't yeah. even perfect and it flew. Imagine yeah. if it was perfect. Yeah, we've seen some cool, some good barrels come back this year because yeah. Seedsman got one before he got injured. Yeah. And there was another one, I can't remember who it was, but there's been a few... Where people are just starting to let loose a bit, so and but you can see by Jaden Stevenson's personality that he's probably willing to give that a Get crack more than once. Yeah. I, do, I do wonder if it's because like you get that point. 
you get in a lot of games where you the the ball gets like you know comes out of defensive fifty, and all of a sudden it's in your attacking um, half or even close to like you're attacking you know sixty seventy meters, and then you're having to wait for your forwards to actually come back into the arc and then lead back into you. Yeah, yeah. I, I wonder if like you know people like Stevenson go, I just bugger it, I'll just. Bomb yeah. it and see how it happens. And, hey, look at that! Look at that! You know, yeah. Coming from a guy, he's not big, and I don't think. Yeah. No, no. He does doesn't traditionally kick very far, like generally inside fifty when he's having a shot anyway. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. doesn't traditionally have a lot of shots outside fifty. So yeah. just whipping out the barrel. Yeah. Because I want it back. It's just adding <laughs> another uh, string to his bow, really. Yeah. 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 We saw who was it on? I think it was on one of the quarter breaks after the sign where there was. I don't know if it was calling a player. Someone someone took it, maybe Jamie Elliott, 60, 70 out, and went for a barrel, and it went nowhere near it. It, was, yeah. it landed about yeah. 40 out from goal. I think that was last week, but he got he got onto that. And, that and, then, you, and then you had people like David Myers still trying to do a drop punt. So, no, nah, mate, you should have gone the barrel, clearly. Yeah. Last, last week, or well, week before, sorry, you should have gone the barrel. Especially after the siren. Exactly. If you don't kick it, you lose anyway. Yeah, so you you just, sort of just go for Brian. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Fair call. Yeah. So that brings me to my hero for this week and pains me to say it because I actually took him out of my fantasy team when he was injured and Lockie, <laughs> Lockie Whitfield has gone and scored 190 fantasy points for the week with 40 disposals at 78% efficiency. That, that deserves a round of applause. So he's come, oh he's kicked three goals as well. So <laughs> he's had what, several inside 50s, several rebound 50s, four tackles. The guy is an absolute machine and I guess it just reflects the fact he was a number one draft pick mm, but yeah. it's not yeah. it's not always that we said I think it was last week that uh, it's not always the number one pick actually shows that they're the number one pick and this kid can well everyone knows he can play but he was doing everything yeah this is a guy that couldn't fit in the midfield so they chucked him on the wing still didn't really fit in mm-hmm. no chucked him on a flank all Australian it's like one of the best the halfback flankers in the comp, but now they're like, oh, well, sorry, half, half forward. Yeah. Because their kicking inside 50 is so terrible. And then. And he's looks like doing everything. One of the best players in the comp. Again. We took 18 yeah. marks. What? 18 marks. <laughs> it's ludicrous. A like that, I mean, he'll line up on forward 50, but he'll just run up and down all day. Yeah. But his main goal is obviously to be the last kick inside 50. Yeah. So, given his running capacity and what we know, 18 marks doesn't actually surprise me that much. So to put it in so to put it into context, so Lockie Whitfield took eighteen marks right. Carlton's players, Nick Newman had twenty nine disposals, and after that, the top disposal getter was eighteen. So the, the top the second best Carlton disposal getter had as many disposals as Whitfield had marks. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> how many marks did Carlton have? Ooh, good question. Probably not. Not many. So combined with the top three, they had 20. <laughs> so Whitfield on his own <laughs> took him to the cleaners. Yeah. But, um, yeah, just I mean, it, it's easy to say it was a demolition job and they wiped the floor, but he was doing everything. He was tackling. He was all around the ground, rebounding, going inside 50. So yeah. I just thought he was a good hero for the week. My villain for this week is probably something that bugs us most weeks, bugs everyone that watches footy most weeks. 
Bug Sam Newman, I'm sure. Yes, yes, the academy <laughs> should come back. But um, the goal kicking at times has been woeful. And it wasn't necessarily that this week it stuck out to me more than it does any other week. But I was looking at the the scores, and I did this at work, so I don't have the numbers on me, but I'm pretty sure the total for the round was something like um, 217 goals and 199 behinds. So forty eight percent of the scoring was behind. Yeah, yeah. you saw. Um, and, I was I was watching the Eston Freo game, obviously, and I noticed that eight of the twelve behinds that Eston kick were from two players. Wow. So yeah, and that's. I don't know. I, I know it's. I know it's psychologically, and it seems that people, and and fatigue does come into it. But when it's the first quarter, first two quarters. And players can't put it through. And the entire purpose of the game is to put it through the two big sticks. Yes. Like, Score goals. That's the entire goal. Yeah. Like the entire objective. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. entire objective is to kick it between there. And 48% of the scores have come through points. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you take into account, say even if you take 20% of that is yeah. either rushed or hit over the line. It's still a I'd, hell of a I'd lot. I'd love to know of that 48%, how many of them were from set shots. That's Yeah, that's exactly what I want to look at. And yeah. so this week I just kind of looked at it in a quick snapshot of I wanted to know how many goals V behind. But I'd love to week on week kind of assess that and just see yeah. what's going on. If I it's, think if you sort of look back over previous seasons, it's not actually that much different. So mm, two yeah. clubs generally go around average somewhere like 52 to 56%. Accuracy in front of goal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think what's more damning is if they are set shots, easy ones. Yeah. It's sort of like, like a 35, 45 hours. It sort of be forgivable if yeah. a team is having to have a lot of shots. Oh, for sure. difficult and they're missing them all. Mm. But I mean, even then, you sort of expect players to practice those. And, yeah. and even Especially in that, Easter. like you would think that we, we can say they're on the run or they're, they're under pressure, mm. but it's drilled into you to hit a target inside 50. Yeah. So the number one objective is to hit someone that's have going to have sure, a better shot than you are. goal kicking when it's difficult, not just when it's easy. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So that's that's what I... And it's, it seems like it's just never-ending. We never get any better. The skill level of the players is remarkable. Mm-hmm. Not all of them, but <laughs> in general, the skill level nowadays is is phenomenal. Yeah. And the things they can do with the ball is is ridiculous. But... I feel like goal kicking just doesn't improve year on year mm. and it has to be psychologically and I'll, I'll, I'd love to know what it is when you watch, I don't know, whether it be the NBA or, or yeah. sports where they're in those clutch moments and yeah, they miss them but mm. you feel like there's guys that you can just see the confidence and they want to take the shot whereas yeah. I feel like in the AFL, at times you think... constantly wanting to palm it off to yeah, someone. Yeah, someone's looking for that person to run around the back yeah. And, and kick well, one on I've the run. I've heard um, Chris Marston say he hates having set shots and he will always, mm-hmm. if he can, get out of it. Yeah. Because he just thinks about it too much and he knows he's going to miss. Yeah. So yeah. this is a psychological... Gets it, yeah. That's going to yeah. So my villain is the psyche of football players. <laughs> <laughs> Which tragically leads us to Ben's hero. You need to, you need to mentally strengthen up. Though. <laughs> um, yeah, my hero, actually, yeah, for, for this week is... It's actually... Um, it came about like about a day or two after we the rec- we recorded uh, last week's podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, talking about Luke Beveridge, um, and his press conference. Yeah, with Tom Boyd. Um, 
I love the fact that he got that emotional about it, mm. and the, and the reason he was getting emotional about it because he was basically saying that you know he Tom Boyd could keep playing if he didn't. St- is the media and the AFL media didn't just stack onto him mm. as soon as he got that contract with the Bulldogs. Yeah. yeah. So it, I love how he got that emotional and sort of downplayed it as like, oh, I cry cartoons. Like, <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. I'm not yeah. that upset. <laughs> <laughs> um, as well as the fact that like he did, he didn't obviously make mention to him by name, but those who have a guilty conscience clearly uh had uh, got defensive about it, mm-hmm. Mr. Barrett. Um, <laughs> uh, we know he listens. So. Oh yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> no names. Yeah, but yeah, he, he didn't. Look at Beveridge. Didn't mention him by name at all. But he just said there was one journalist in particular who ha- who seems to have a black soul. Mm-hmm. And obviously, yeah, Damien Barrett went. Oh, he must be talking about me. Um, because, you know, he doesn't have one. Yeah, you, you wouldn't oh. think that unless it was yeah uh, close to being the truth. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, every other journalist would have gone, well, it's clearly not me. I, you know, um, unless you're that egotistical. Um, but obviously, Damien Barrett doesn't... That's obviously something that he doesn't like about himself and Barry <laughs> hit a truth that was way too close to home for him. Um, so kudos, Bevo. Thank you very much for doing that. Um, good man in my books. Uh, but you see it you saw it with Jack Watts as well players yeah. who just get absolutely hammered by the media yeah whether it be a price tag or a draft position yeah and and yeah we do talk I, I was kind of talking to the psyche of kicking goals and that's completely separate to the psyche of just getting up every week and playing because you're getting absolutely well, that's, hammered that's very much an on-field thing that you only have to worry about for a yeah, couple and, analysts this is and, and everything the, the goal, after the fact the goal kicking is generally an internal pressure that you put on yourself yeah Whereas when people are just reaming you from outside, yeah, just because you got paid a bunch of money by a club that really wanted your services, mm. uh, and like, yeah, okay, so you've only played literally a handful of games and, and won a grand final, it. but then you get that contract, yeah. you then win them a grand final, yeah, and yet you're still getting hammered. And here's the thing: we're like, we're in WA, so we only hear a little bit. We only hear a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Of, of the Melbourne-based side of things, can you imagine? Oh yeah, living in like this is why Buddy Franklin left and go to Sydney. You know, hell, I wouldn't he wanted to get away from it all. I wouldn't care if Brennan Cox played ten games. If he won us a grand final, I'd say pay him ten yeah. million. Yeah, <laughs> get us a flag. <laughs> I mean, I'm, you... surpri- I'm surprised West Coast's entire salary cap hasn't gone to Dom Sheed already. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I. I so I, I you know I, I do applaud Beveridge for standing up and going look what you're yeah. doing is completely destroying the mentality of these footy players and they're still on like yeah Tom Boyd's 23 yeah that's that is horrendous yeah like it's and you think just about the years of uh, of cri- uh, criticism he's been copping yeah and if he's only 23 now he's what 19 20 yeah. just copping he was essentially still a kid when they were throwing yeah. all that on him. Yeah, well, he was drafted. Well, he was traded to the Bulldogs after one season. So he was 19. Yeah. yeah. That's terrible. It's despicable. And he was getting paid more to start off with. Yeah. I think it was more just to draw him to the club so yeah. they could yeah, get yeah. something in return. But yeah. No. Yeah, it's, it's unfair. Yeah. And um, either something has to change or we're going to. There will be a much, much worse story to come out of this in a, like a few years down the track oh yeah yeah it you know and i don't want to go there um 
So on a lighter note, uh, my villain this week... <laughs> a lighter note? Yeah. <laughs> a villain. So my villain this week was going to be the Melbourne Ford line. Um, but they don't exist. So yeah, it's just exactly, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. who are you going to villainize? Well, exactly, yeah. There's, there's no one there. <laughs> yeah. um, so instead, I'll go with the Essendon medical staff. Um, because, I mean, one, yeah, Devin Smith's knee, that was a bit of a, a unlucky thing to happen. But... Um, at time of recording this podcast, it came out about about an hour ago uh, that Joe Danaher's season is might well could very well be over because of a re-aggravation of his groin, which leads me to think: well, Why does he have a re-aggravation of his groin if he's only come back and played literally a handful of games this season, well, and, every, and, back and, and everything was apparently you know. Well, Chipper and right to go, and it's Wednesday, which means yeah, it mustn't have been during the game. Otherwise, it would have. It was come during out. training. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. That's like, even worse. Wh- yeah, what are you doing? Yeah. He's meant to be like, yes, he kicked four behinds last week, but when he's on, he's on, and he win. He's he's a match winner for Essendon. What are you doing? Like, wrap him up in cotton wool and make sure he's actually good to go, a hundred percent. Don't... Yeah, that only just hit me that it's Wednesday and they played Saturday, so there's no way it was in the game. That's shocking. So you did it today? Yeah. Oh, wow. Did it it in training? It was either today or yesterday, one of the two. But, I mean, are are they really wanting a third uh, mid-season draft selection that badly? Like, it does... It boggles the mind. It's a long-term injury. It is. Apparently, it, it, it could very well be. So, yeah, but I think long-term injury has to be like it's a minimum number of weeks. So I think it's, too, it's either too late or it's right on the right on my cusp. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know they're going to get one with um, Devin Smith's season being over. Oh, yeah, so well, he's gone. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just pull your head in. <laughs> Seriously. Turn it up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway. Um, moving on for that. Um. I want to talk to you all about uh, our little sponsorship we've got going with um, Survival First Aid Kits. Yes. Uh, they are the kits you need for any first aid incident, so meaning that Essendon should have stopped off on them weeks ago. Um, Survival First Aid Kits have an easy-to-follow colour-coding labelling system to clearly identify first aid contents and clearly explain the use of each item. Uh, they also have easy refill and restock options, as well as customizable and personalised first aid options, meaning you can have more personality in your first aid kit than footy clubs allow their players. For listeners to the 5th Quarter podcast, enter the code 5th Quarter, all one word, at checkout and receive $10 off your order. That's 5th Quarter, all one word, to receive $10 off your order at checkout. $10? 10 whole dollars. $10. 10 bucks, mate. That's that's double digits, mate. Survivor and and unlike Labor's political campaign... (laughs) The first aid kit's easy to understand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Unless you're colour blind, then the colour coding might help. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. It, it no, is written no, there, though. Well, no, that's what you want to make sure then that you're actually kind of literate as well because they do have the, you know, the, the number labelling system as well. So definitely yeah. One Nation voters. Survival yes. first aid kits, catering to all. <laughs> Experience the survival difference with survival first aid kits. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, oh, that was scripted, by the way, everyone. Oh yeah, for sure, <laughs> all of it, all of it, no improv. Um, we're not like Judd Apatow. 
anyway, we'll cap off this podcast with our captivating questions. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so Nathan's forgot. I've got one. Okay, cool. Uh, I've got one as well. It's very, very topical. So. Based off what Ben was just talking about. What, Survivor First Aid Kids? Yeah. No, uh, um, can Essendon make finals without Joe Dunno? If they can, can they win a flag without Joe Dunno? Yes, they can make finals. No, they can't win the flag. Yeah, sort of look... Oh, mate. I'm not sure they can make finals. I, they haven't played that well recently. I don't think they played that well, period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But they, oh, they played... When was it? A few good games. They played a good Here game about, yeah, a few weeks ago, but I feel like there's... I mean, looking at the eight, I feel like poor, yeah, there's probably eight teams that can beat Essendon. Yes. So they'll yeah. be on the cusp, but they're not going to... Well, that's, that's that's the tale of the tape with Essendon, is that they're always on the cusp and never actually do anything. Um, and that's quite difficult for me to say. Uh I would suggest that they still can make finals simply because they. I still go back to last year. They didn't have Joe Danaher for a majority of the season, and they and missed out by a final. They didn't make finals, but they only missed out by a game. And that, and you could say that that game was against Carlton when Joe Danaher was playing. Guess yeah. who you've got so, next week, though? I mean, after Richmond, we have Carlton. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, don't you dare! <laughs> don't you dare even think about doing that again, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to, you know, throw my membership card in a microwave or something like that. Something ridiculous, but... He's going to put it in the oven. <laughs> you need to buy one first. I was going to say, no. <laughs> no, I've got one. Who's just saying? But, I'll, but I might put it in a dehydrator. Just, yeah. just throwing the line in. <laughs> Reel me up. Yeah, I just thought, you look at their midfield. There's there's Shield who we thought would be the I guess the Ferrari in the the garage mm. and it was going to help carry him over the line but he's been up and down first season obviously last last week was a lot better because he kicked a goal he kicked two he kicked two goals <laughs> Merritt Heppel the list goes on I'm sure there's more than three Essendon midfielders. Yeah, there's Parrish. <laughs> you can throw. You can actually throw Stringer, Fantasia in there. Yeah, McGrath, how, McGrath is in the midfield a lot more now. Would you say are elite? Uh, think you could. So for me, you could you could push it to two, maybe three. If you depending on if you count Heppel and Merritt, but definitely Shield. For me, it's a bigger loss losing Smith than it is Danaher. Yeah, Smith. No, I think Smith yeah. was your hard was your hard nosed tackler. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, if him still in the team with him, having said I that, would he has probably put them him. higher. But I don't know the fact that they could they only what beat Freo by a goal. Yeah, but I mean, Devin Smith this year anyway. I guess he he did have that niggling knee injury yeah. for a, quite a long period of time because he hadn't really been playing. The same way as he had. Yeah, again, the Essendon medical so. staff did a good job. Mm-hmm. Danny Smith. Oh yeah, they're, they're fantastic. Anyway. They're, they're making the goal. The St Kilda medical staff look competent at the moment. It's <laughs> insane. Yeah, well, that's my compelling question. Uh, uh, well, my captivating question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, mine was only compelling. Yeah, no, mine's captivating. Passive yeah. correction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's me. Um, <laughs> No, considering, you know, Indigenous round, you know, Dream Tone at the G, all that sort of stuff. Um, who is your most favourite Indigenous player that you've seen play? Andrew McLeod. 
Oh damn it! That was my f- that was my first option. Um, I Cyril Andrew McLeod in like top three players I've seen play ever. Yeah, right. I think yeah, Cyril. I've been I've seen him play more than I saw McLeod play. Yeah, it's hard to ignore Cyril. Yeah, well, I mean, it was it was hard to ignore Cyril when at any time he was playing. Even if they didn't just, win four flags, it was probably still hard to win. And even yeah. when even when Bruce wasn't commentating, he still noticed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Andy McLeod was my first thought. Yeah. yeah but yeah. Cyril will be my... Yeah. I mean, I'm going to go by and say Michael Long. Um, but close second um, in terms of... Like, and also in terms of relative recency. And the fact he's still playing is um, Sean Berglund. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like, probably not... Not so much this year, but like, you know... Yeah. The last previous years, where you think, oh, okay, maybe this will be his last season, and he just keeps going, especially yeah. when he got to finals. Given the alarming regularity that Alistair Clarkson is showing over thirty Hawthorne players at the door, yeah, yeah, just don't keep him around. Yeah, it's it's the the fact like he could win games off his own like boot, or yeah. even keep Hawthorne in certain finals games. He'd give the ball to someone else to win the ball off their boot. Yeah. But it started with him. It was it's phenomenal. I mean, I guess we shouldn't ignore Buddy Franklin. No, he's more, no. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've got one of the greats. Yeah, Andy McLeod for me. Yeah. Okay, well, I've come up with a question, fellas. Oh, I've well, got no. a captivating question. We've um, stalled for long enough. <laughs> <laughs> I did enough research in the background. Captivated. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. you've seen them. But I, I saw the Indigenous Jumpers came out. Yes. Who, which club has oh, is your favourite jumper? I mean, it can be your own, but which club for you is like, I don't know, the one you like most? Or if you can't think of it, I've got them up here now. I love Sydney's with the black swan the bl- on the front. The big swan. Yeah. I love a lot of the um, the conjecture some people have had saying, aren't black swans native to Australia? It's like, let's, let's clear it up now. I did some research on black swans. <laughs> one, they're nomadic, so they're not native to anywhere. Yeah, right. And two, did you know that they are monogamous and 25% of the black swan population are homosexual. Huh. And the majority of them are men. Are male. Interesting. I thought that was interesting when I yeah. looked up swans. Yeah. Everyone was getting I, just, I never thought I was going to get that out of asking you your favourite jersey. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> Sydney's, yeah, Sydney's for mine. I do like West Coast, the way that they've done the wings. Um, for, I swear Frio's is the same every year. Yeah, it doesn't seem to change. They, they just change the yeah. it's just triangle the same, into boomerangs. Yeah, the same white boomerangs. Ports, uh, Ports from Memories is pretty cool. Yeah, West Coast. I like the Bulldogs every year. I like the Bulldogs. Yeah, well, the Bulldogs, Bulldogs one's pretty good. They yeah. they make it a little bit more novelty. Yeah, um, I liked Ports more last year. The one that was yeah. designed by. So Nathan Cracker designed it. Yeah, Ports is. Hawthorns is actually kind of... That's GWS. Oh, is that GWS? Sorry, my mistake. Never mind. Hawthorns sucks. Hawthorns is like the three brown strips made (laughs) out. Yeah, I'm looking at that now. Yeah, yeah. No, GWS is actually... GWS is is pretty sweet, actually. Yeah, so is Gold Coast. So if if you haven't seen it out there, check out on the AFL website or on the app. Essendon is the same. Yeah, but but because it's Essendon. (laughs) That that is pretty nice, the Essendon one. Yeah, yeah, like I said, because it's Essendon, it tends to be relatively the same. I heard some... um, Same with Richmond, but... Uh, it's Essendon so I, I, I always I like getting behind the um, I call it a novelty I guess because you know we're one week and it's a largely merchandising thing but I do love the designs yeah but yeah. I love the commentary around oh what a waste it's just a money grabbing opportunity it's like it is 
Don't buy it. Yeah. 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 It's going to be money grabbing if you buy it. Exactly. They're, they're good jerseys. Yeah. Like, they are I like them. I don't, I don't know. Brisbane's jersey would, is actually quite nice nine, as well. Like, 90% of the time I'd rather go out and buy the indigenous one. Than yeah, yeah, exactly. Sure, than right. the yeah. one I see every for other sure. one. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, I mean, it's every, just, everyone's got their normal yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Sydney's for mine. That was my favourite. Yeah. I, I just think the doggies every year <laughs> give me a bit of a, give a smile. Adelaide's is pretty cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm... Adelaide's got a lot to it, eh? Yeah. Yeah, I, you kind of forget that it's an Adelaide footy Guernsey. There's that much going on, Yeah, it's it? designed by Andy McLeod as well. Oh, there you go. And his brother. Uh, and his brother, yeah. you got to feel for Varco, who's not going to get to wear it. Yeah. After, oh, was it yeah. his cousin that designed... His, his sister-in-law. Sister-in-law designed it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a bit of a disappointment. Although, they may wear him... Because oh, we saw West Coast they wore theirs last week. Yeah, because yeah. they don't have it a home, home game, game this week. Yeah. So, no, Colin would. Colin would have a home game every week. So yeah, yeah. they would just chuck it on one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Clash jumper, whatever. Yeah. Never changes anyway. What do you think of Melbourne's? Melbourne's is pretty bland, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's not it's, much. It's, to, to yeah. yeah, it's the. It's like a, a, a around the edges. There's a border and nothing in the guts. Yeah, yeah. It sounds much. like Melbourne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now Melbourne's the opposite. They they got everything in the guts and nothing around the edges. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, any uh, any other questions, fellas? No. Uh, yeah, no. I guess that's it. Um, short and sweet. This podcast. I guess we're running out of things to, to talk about, to ask questions about. We're almost at the halfway mark of the season. Yeah. That is true. Not quite though. We'll save those ones for to the buyers. To the buyers. Oh, so I did. I did ask you guys. I think last week about redrafting drafts, oh, and if you guys yeah. wanted me to spring that on you, and we can do it now, or maybe I could ask you now. Yeah, and sure. You guys can give me an answer next week. Might yeah. have an answer for you okay. now. Oh. You might have an answer for me. Okay. So do we have to? Do we have to research, or is it just we give a list? And I'll we'll give you. I'll pose the draft to you and I'll give you a list of some of the names. Okay. I'll give you the top 10 and then some of the names that didn't go in the top 10 and then come back to me next week with your with your top 10. Okay. So, 2009, it was 10 years ago. That's why I picked it. Yeah. So, the top 10. Tom Scully. Oh, I was about to say, was it Scully? Jack Trengove. Mm. Dustin Martin. Mm. Anthony Morabito. Ben Cunnington. Well, there's a lot that I wouldn't draft for that. <laughs> Dustin Martin for one. Yeah. <laughs> Who would want him? Gary Rowan, Brad Shepard, John Butcher. Who? Andrew Moore, Jake Melksham. So mm. some of the names that didn't go in the top 10. Some people are going to get really upset that I don't mention, you know, some underrated player I've never heard of. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's an underrated player yeah. you've never heard of. Kane Lucas, Daniel Talia, Lewis Jetta, mm. Jasper Pittard, Daniel Menzel, Nat Five, Jake Carlisle, Ben's boy Travis Collier, <laughs> Mitch Duncan, Jack Gunston. I'm going to skip Luke Ball because it was a loophole draft. Oh, yeah, that was, yeah, that was that was. Up. What did Jack Gunston go? Twenty nine, and Nat Five was what 20? 20? twenty twenty. Yeah. yeah, right. Max Gorn, Ooh. David Asprey, Alan Christensen. Ben Stratton. So I'm going through the list, that's why I'm slowing down. Ben Stratton. You can tell I you can tell I'm at the end. 
Taylor Duray, Matt Suckling, Sam Jacobs. He was what promoted is... rookie. Yeah, right. So, just, yeah. just quickly, mm. if any of the recruitment staff... Oh, sorry, I've got Zach Dawson. Get him out. Liam Pickens. I was going to say, uh, Nathan's if, boy, Zach Dawson. If, yeah. if any of the recruiting staff from any club but Richmond are still at the club, they should be sacked. Right. Brad Shepard, top 10. And they, the rookie draft, just in case there's anyone, Michael Barlow, Magic Door. 10 years ago, Magic Door. Mark Hutchings. Right. I swear there was someone in here I was really surprised. Oh, Relton Roberts, clearly should have gone number one. Stuart Cramery, Levi Casbolt. In that draft, he could have gone number one the way they were picking. <laughs> I'm surprised. I swear there was someone I was really... Oh, Zach Tui went at 73 in the rookie draft. Wow. So he nearly didn't get drafted at all. Wow. So there you go. That is... So next week, give me a top 10. That is okay. mind-blowing. I was looking at the draft like, oh, this is pretty underwhelming on the sideway. That's mine, that fight. Never mind. It's, it's almost like when... Uh, they just went in weird spots. Yeah. When Rich and Tam- Richard Tamling went before Buddy Franklin. Yeah. It's kind of like how Anthony Morabito went for that fight. To be fair, man, Frio never picked anyone. <laughs> smart. <laughs> <laughs> what have, when have they ever made a smart first round pick? Uh, oh, Clive Waterhouse. I mean, Brayshaw went all right, but... Uh, we don't know that for sure. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, that, that's something to whet your appetite for next week. Yeah. Um, well, if you guys have your top ten, feel free to send it through and tell tell us we're useless. Yeah. Because we missed out. Yeah. So the fifty the, other players that were drafted that year. That so that's the two thousand nine right. draft. Are we redrafting the top ten? Top ten. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. 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 So, we, so pick doesn't have to be the exact order of the clubs, but mm. I mean that probably doesn't matter if you pick. Based on what their career is now, okay. you'd probably still pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. As you would anyway. Yeah. Sure. The hard one for me would be pick one. Matt Fife, Dustin Martin. Yeah. Yeah. Robert Roberts. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was going to think Matt Fife is going to be unanimous one, and then it was three, Dustin Martin. Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah, no, it's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think Nat has probably been better over a sustained period. Dusty's been wicked for like the last three or four years. He's, he's, yeah. Dusty had one of the best seasons ever. Yeah. Yeah. But Nat's carried his club for however long, yeah. pretty much since he's been. <laughs> he's, he's, he's become uh, his generation's Matthew Pavlich. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. The goal. So, pretty much yeah. one and two, we know where that's going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, fill in the eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that will uh, do it for this particular part of the fifth quarter podcast um bear in mind we will be record uh doing the uh tipping tipping and previews <laughs> uh in the next for the next little installment yeah so um, in real time in about five minutes yes listening time about whenever you click hours, it whenever yeah. I, whenever <laughs> you listen to it yeah the next day <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but for this particular podcast, that is all from us. Uh, again, um, I'd like to thank our sponsor in uh, Podcast Central and Survival First Aid Kits. Remember to get $10 off your order at checkouts with the fifth quarter. That's all I'm worth. Fifth quarter code. And yeah, we will... Thanks there, bro. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
<laughs> Friends doing his own advertising. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can't wait to actually get out of here. Can't um, wait to sit in that Samsung lounge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as always, guys, enjoy the footy. Enjoy. Adios. <laughs>